I'm Rosalind Kind, and this is Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. She's such a pro. Hi, Rosalind. Hi, Vicki. <laughs> from the Bronx. From the Bronx. Rosie from Brooklyn. You know, and my mother's <laughs> friend, Ro oh, Rosie and Murray, I can't remember what their last name was, but Rosie was my mother's best friend. Did she spell it the same way? R-O-Z-Z-I-E. Yep. But I have never heard of another Rosie. No? The, who started calling you Rosie? My sister. All right, she, I wonder who that is. She, she tagged me that. She tagged me. I love it. I prefer that. I would love to see that on a marquee other than so why not? Rosalind. Well, why I'm working towards it. I tell everybody oh. to call me Rosie. Okay, so what, oh, so from now on, no more. It's so much more friendly. It's fun. It's like it's. I'm not. It's like I think of, ladies and gentlemen, this Barbara Stanley was like. It was too regal, you know. I, I'm too friendly. You know, I'm so. <laughs> I have to tell you, I was telling people before you came. I was intimidated to have you come because Why? I've been because I've been a fan for such a long time, and you're kind of a royal family of music and and and, and showbiz. I mean, from Elliot to Jason to Barbara, to, I mean, the whole family is just this. I like an American royal family. Well, I have, I never think of us that way. I mean, my sister's a legend. I mean, she's an icon. She's unbelievable and so deserving of it and I'm so proud of everything she stands for and her values and I'm right there, I'm right there. But I don't think of us as, you know, somebody said to me, what, you should write a book. I said, why, I said, no. Yes. She said to me, why? I said, I don't think my life is that interesting. Your life is interesting. So. Your life is very interesting because I've been reading all of, I've been watching everything about you, I've been reading everything about you because before to me, you're, you are a songbird and your voice you freak me out. You give me goosebumps. I was listening to it's gonna make me cry. I was listening to you all day today, and your voice is extraordinary. I mean, you are an angel, oh, and you. and it's it's almost unfortunate. You make me cry. It's almost <laughs> unfortunate that you sound so much like Barbara because if that weren't that because you are of the same. You are right there. The same, That's the same genes. It's the same genes, but you. You have your own, I mean, I can tell the difference. I've listened to you sing together, and I can tell yes. when she's singing, and yes. I can sing, tell when you're singing. It took a lot of years to get to that point. <laughs> okay, so did you have to make yourself sing differently? No. I just, I became more of my own person. Mm. I grew up. I was a kid. You were. Yeah, you know, and I was compared to my sister at 27 when I was Okay, 18. look at that because you're too gorgeous. Uh, well, Hello, gorgeous. I'm sorry, no, I can't that, help That belongs to my sister. No, no. <laughs> Can you think of something else? Yes. Adorable. You're, you're beautiful. <laughs> you're beautiful. And she has yellow hazel eyes, which is crazy. They are. They, and I can see that they are. They're like... like cat, they're cat's they eyes. They are cat eyes. Did your mother or father have those? And my mother was blue. My sister was blue. My brother was blue. What? And my father was hazel. Oh, not, okay. not yellow hazel. What did your father do? I don't know anything about your father. My father came, he actually was born in 1893. Wow. My child, and I'm, I'm the product of a second marriage of both. Right. So my father was 57 when I was born. Okay. And so he came here from Tsarist Russia, from the pogroms, and his father, when the father came over and everything, they were tailors. And he even had to stand up and fight mobsters off who came up and were threatening his father while he was stitching up the clothes, you know? My grandfather uh, was a tailor from Poland. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. He had a tailor shop on 49th. Did he, make, did he yes. make sure that the buttons were always, whenever I got a new piece of clothing, the buttons had to be <laughs> sewn on so that they would never come off. I but but he did that, and then he was in real estate, and he, he sold cars. He was, he was, was he musical? No. Not at all? No. Your mother, yes. Yes. You know, all the music came from my mother's side of the family. So um, before your mother, there was other music? Um, uh, my, uh, my mother's father, my grandmother. Yeah, my, my mother. I'm getting, uh, I'm talking so fast. I thought I talked fast. 
Uh, Wait, talking to my family. And I love the fact that we can talk like water in New York. <laughs> my maternal grandfather was a cantor in Russia, but he didn't follow it through when he came here. My father was a cantor. All right, this okay. is, you're, uh, you're well, totally well, free. This is the connected design here somewhere. You're, you're freaking me out. Me. <laughs> you're freaking out. My father, because there's so much, there's so much similarity that it's, it's bizarre. Maybe it's, because of it. When was your, uh, gra your grandfather, your father? My father was, was a tailor, but my, uh, my father right. was he a was cantor. Born, was he, he, was, born he was born okay, here. He was second, first generation. He was first generation. Okay, so your yeah. grandfather did not sing. My grandfather, my father's, well, my father was a singer. Yeah. My father was in the Casco Mounds, an MC, uh -huh. and could have presented you, but you were too young. He, he was done by 73 or so. Oh, I was, I was already in the business. Yeah, well, okay. I was in the Catskills. Are you kidding me? I did Kutch's. I did the Concord. Oh, no, then I my did father that, introduced I did, you. I did that Italian place, too. There was an oh, Italian yeah, an Altieri Lodge. No, 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 no. no. What? what was it called? They, they had got, the, the waiters were wearing <laughs> striped shirts like a gondola guy would have. What the heck was that place I don't called? remember the Italian one. Does anybody out there remember? Okay, so we're, we're live. So people, Pete, if anybody tells us, it was Tell an us. Italian place in the Catskills, an Italian getaway place. Okay, in the so Linda Apsey, Linda, hi, you should know the answer to this. Hi, <laughs> um, Linda. I just remember <laughs> Mount Airy Lodge from. Oh wait, that Mount Airy Lodge from uh, Poconos was Italian. I think. The Poconos? I don't know. I've never been to the Poconos. Uh, really? Like, yeah, I never went uh, to the Poconos. Okay, I did that the second go round. I right? heard about it. I heard Mount Airy Lodge. I heard swimming pools with hard shapes. Yes! I've never been. <laughs> but I didn't do that with my father, but my husband was a comedian and he performed yes. there. But that was uh -huh. late, much later in the 90s and stuff. Uh -huh. Okay, so so you did the case. So you did the cat. So then my father definitely yeah, must have been introduced. Did. Oh, then he must have been introduced. I did. That's yeah. crazy. So, but you were young doing that. Well, I was young when I started. Well, kids start even earlier today. I mean, let's face it. I, I started doing demonstration records for my sister's publishing firm when I was a junior in high school. Oh, so I would, you know what that is, demo records. And yeah, of course. Those of you who may not know, it's, uh, it's when you, you, tell you, you, you record a Put piece of music. pretty face there. <laughs> over here? Or oh, over look, there. all these people. Oh, my God. Look at everybody saying hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> I, I sang the song that was brought to the publishing company that they agreed to publish, and I would sing the song, go to the studio, yeah. and, they would, and they would in turn send that recording to other artists to see if they would like to do it on their records, on their albums. So that's what I did, that's how I broke into even getting easy in the studio. Until I finally auditioned, and one of the people I auditioned for was uh, Harry Jacobs at RCA Records, who was also the guy who signed Elvis Presley to Oh album. my God. Okay, so, now is it true that, th this cannot be true, that well, you cut your first record like on the day you graduated from high school? It certainly is. Oh. I didn't finish it, I started it. <laughs> that is crazy. I, I was in circumstance at 9 a.m., 12 noon, I was at RCA Studio B before it moved to 6th, 6th Avenue. It was downtown on 23rd Street or something. Yeah, very true. Oh, I lived on 24th Street. That's crazy yeah. that you did that right out of high What high school did you go to? Well, I started out at Erasmus for ninth grade, mm -hmm. then we moved to Manhattan, so I went to private school for 10th grade. I didn't like it because it was too uppity and progressive. Mm -hmm. So I went to Julia Richmond, the, um, the country school, which was the higher, good kids with the higher grades. And, um, and I graduated from Julia Richmond. Was that an all girls school? No. Where was it? On 67th between 1st and 2nd. Oh, wow. Second, no, 1st and 2nd, yeah. I used to work at Maxwell's Plum. Do you remember Maxwell's I Plum? I do. <laughs> I do remember Back in that day. Yeah. Probably waited on you. I waited on everybody at Maxwell's <laughs> Plum. That was, like, that was like the place to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so you, 
you're recording right out of high school, and you have this big shadow over you. What shadow? That 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 big shadow over you. So so, <laughs> were, were you fearless? Did like, what was that like for you? Well, you see, I never really thought about comparisons. That's I never so good. thought. I love to sing. I mean, the first song I ever sang, and, I, and I've said this many times before, is that Davy, Davy Crockett, King of the Frontier. That was my first, the television show. I love Davy. That was the first song I ever sang. But I always listened to music. But did you I study? Just, you know, it wasn't until later that I took a couple of things, a couple of classes. But it made me hoarse, so I stopped. You know, it's crazy and because you're developed just on its own. Your voice is so extraordinary that it's hard to imagine that you did that without training but yeah. but if you had trained it it wouldn't mm -hmm. sound the way it sounds because it's real yeah you know somebody mm -hmm. said to me stay away from it. so was it even luigi said watch you know learn the, the moves and this and that but don't get overtrained let you know your heart your heart is what should be the moving factor okay so now i love this about you i love the fact that you talk about unconditional love a lot and you talk about coming from love and I, i'm a total that's that's my deal so yeah. How, were you always spiritual in that? Was yes. your mother spiritual? My mother always, and she always lit candles every Friday night. We observed the Jewish holidays, everything. And my father, he left, he left my, they separated when I was four years old, but I was always understood that I needed to know my roots. Mm -hmm. I went to Yeshiva Rambam uh, in Brooklyn for my first couple of years in school until I switched over to PS 269. And then PS89, and then Erasmus. <laughs> I went to PS83, and my father taught yeshiva, but not in Brooklyn. Ah, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was on King's Highway, and the guy, I remember the guy. The bus Do you speak Hebrew? Hebrew? Can you read Hebrew? Uh, I can follow. You know, okay. I didn't. I, I got out of there early, too early, mm -hmm. and then I. But I still, I still had to go to the temple for. Uh, for learning Hebrew and for learning my faith, and did I had you to show did you up get at the No, I refused. I refused. They were terrible. <laughs> the Hasid don't listen to me. I first of all, they don't usually like girls to get bothered. Yeah, my right? grandmother was a, right? a Rebbitzin, and she did not believe in girls getting bothered. Do you know that my mother got B'nai Mitzvah when she was in her seventies here in L.A. Wow. Was your mother first generation? First generation here, yes. Where was she from? Uh, she was Brooklyn. I mean, but, but they I mean, were from Russia. They were they were Russian. I don't you know. My Vince mother was just so sad. We never really knew the, all the story. Mm. And my grandmother, I don't think both my grandmother. I have pictures of them when they were holding me as a baby, but they don't go very much further. I was very young when they passed. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so, so what was you, so your mother's father? Father was a singer. Yes. Yeah. And a cantor. a cantor. And so, did your mother ever? I know she sang operatic. Yes. Did she ever sing in public? Yeah. No. She was shy. Matter of fact, my mother would sing for you if she knew you were facing this way and she was in the back of the car. All of a sudden, she'd open up. But she never could remember lyrics. We used to give her feet of the words. But she loved it. She sang at Jason's bar mitzvah, though. She did sing at Jason's bar mitzvah. Did she have a good voice? God, beautiful. Do you know that when we were here, I was here on my sister's tour with her and I did the duet with her at the Hollywood Bowl. We played my mother's recording of One Kiss. I heard it. Oh, I heard it. It's on yes. YouTube. It's, and it's also on, It's also on her, what is the album that has all her greatest hits, all her remembrances? My sister has it on the album. She has my mother's version opening, opening the song. It's like, she had the most incredible voice. It doesn't sing like either one of us. Yeah. We all sing different than she did. And she used to say to me, 
you know, like a mom, right? My mom was more critical. She never gave you a compliment that much, but she let you know. My mom would never do that. She was She would let you know when you were wrong or whatever, right? So she would say to me, why do you always have to scream? Why can't you say pretty like Dinah Shaw? What? She didn't understand belting power and conviction. She wanted like just a sweet voice, you know, like like she sang, you know? Wow. That's the differences in the generations. You wanted excitement. You wanted to build. So it was very funny. But your mother lived to see your success. Yes. And did that please, did she, did she stop criticizing or... Okay. You know, she was she was she was better, and she you know, yeah with my sister she would get up she would, she was too uh, nervous when my you know in the theater she couldn't we have a front row or the third row seat she had to get up and stand in the back because she was nervous for her Aww. you know she wanted you know she was just it was too much ex- it was exciting and she was nervous for her she couldn't re- relax you know um, but she got better with the years but you know she still she still let you know when you were wrong my mother my mother and this a uh, few mothers are like this never really complimented us in front of people. She, you know, do you have other people who brag about their children all the time? My mother never bragged. My no. mother either. Hi, Mom, I love you, but she, <laughs> she never bragged you. She loves you. I and do totally love you. She totally understands I do why you didn't brag. I understand. I yeah, and you know what, I do too. But I used to get jealous when her friends would sit there bragging about, oh, my daughter this and yeah, my yeah, daughter yeah. that. And, and she's sitting there with the women. I'm looking at her, she's like, Mom. <laughs> Say something. Mom. She just, she didn't, and you know what? She also grew up with believing in superstition, a canina horror. You a don't, horror. not yeah. looking for people to go give you a <laughs> curse. Right, put, 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 <laughs> exactly, spit them out. Very old. <laughs> she was shoes. Exactly. Oh, yeah, So, so, okay, so I also heard you talk today about that you did a regression, a past life regression, yes. and that you, you saw yourself as a male. Yes. Okay. Shocking. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, that th- I'm really into this, and mm-hmm. I, my best friend in a, is an astrologer, mm-hmm. psychic. She and mm-hmm. she's she mm-hmm. she well, she's yeah. told me about a past life of mine, uh-huh. and and my mother was was the queen. I was a princess. Oh wow! But I died in childbirth very mm-hmm. young, and mm-hmm. I've spent all these years, all my lifetime, trying to f- trying to find the prince, oh, the, the prince, prince. Oh, that wow. I lost it. Yeah, right away. Wow. So, and Did she, you go back to any other lifetimes or just that no, one? No, just that one. Yeah. But I was really interested because I loved what you said that you had this great love. Tell, yes. tell, tell the story. I, I, I went back to a, a lifetime where... Wait, first I, tell I, me how she got you back. How you it, was, it was like, a, it wasn't, I wasn't... Did they go like this? What did no, they do? she just talked to me into like a semi-hypnotic, but I could hear everything I said. I wasn't totally out. But you really believe you were... Oh, yeah. And I even asked a psychic friend of mine if that was true, and she said yes. So you heard Even when I had an out-of-body experience once, I asked, let me ask you something, Ju. Did this happen, or am I dreaming this? She said, no, it happened. It happened. Okay, all right. So It was when I was meditating a lot, when I first got into meditating, and that got, got me there was that I had a lot of ups and downs and side moves. I had a marriage that failed. I didn't understand this. This was not where I was looking to be. I always wanted a good marriage. I wanted kids. I wanted... It, but my road was taking on other directions. And so I was like... You have to look. I was her eyes are so gorgeous. I'm going to make her keep looking at you because <laughs> you're, too, you're, you're mesmerizing and I'm getting it all and they need to get some of it because you're too beautiful. No. You're amazing. Oh, please. No. Thank you very much. No, I mean I, I'm still Your eyes are amazing. I know, it's hard, right? Yeah. As soon as somebody says yeah. something nice, I have yeah. to tell them why they're wrong. Right? No. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say somebody over the show, but did you hear that note? <laughs> did you hear the first one to point that out? Of course. Said, it's a ridiculous thing, but you know, I'm learning to, to change Good. that a little bit. But anyway, so where was I? So you're so telling the story about the regression. regression. So it was kind of like a hypnosis, but it wasn't. I heard every I heard everything that I was saying. Mm -hmm. So I went back. I missed my whole birth canal, my whole birth experience, everything. I totally bypassed whatever other lifetimes I might have had and went to this one particular lifetime where I was a man with a turban and pantaloons and, and sandals and I lived in a stone hut and I was by a, a serene lake wow. and I was so in love with this woman. And there was another gentleman who was in love with her too. And this particular afternoon, we decided that we had, one of us had a winner. So we had a duel, and during the course of the duel, you know how sometimes you see that even in movies, unfortunately, she accidentally was the one that got killed. So, and you see that you saw this playing out in your yeah, mind? Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh my God, I'm a man. I, I was like. What'd you look like? Okay. Did you look like you? You know, I didn't even pay attention to right, that. Right, right, because there was, too much, was too much going on. It didn't really look, I just saw the, the circumstance and the surrounding. And the fact that I was a man. Wow. But um, so all these, you know, when I came back from the regression, which, you know, to understand, I mean, she, she asked me word associations with the, with the regression. And it was like world, harmony, peace, universal love. Wow. And what this came to mean to me was even, even though I thought I'm looking for this one love, that's really not what it was. It's that I'm here to bring the world together. I'm here to help heal. I'm here, universal love, unconditional love. And I, I, I wasn't even there yet. You know? how, how many years ago was this? 1984. A long time ago. Yeah, and I was, it was a time when I was really meditating a lot and reading books about psychic phenomena and life after death and uh, other people who have come through and channeled people. I read books, you know. So I was totally in this and I talked to people, I could talk for hours to people who were on the same page. So, so did this impact, so back then when you, this, when you got this idea of the universal love and all that, mm -hmm. did it impact you then or did it take time for that to really work for you? You know, the reason, I didn't totally understand why that came to me, but in a way I did. Mm -hmm because I was always spiritual as a little girl. I always believed in God. Mm -hmm. I always had a smile on my face, you know, even though I had, my, I was a kid that was made fun of. I was overweight, the kids used to call me fat. So and I, mean, I went through all those childhood pains too. Um, but I had to grow into that because it, it, as I got older and I developed more and more into my own persona, mm -hmm. my own person, mm -hmm. that all of this became richer and I became with my experience with my mother, I, I became more sensitive to the elderly. We we, didn't, we talked about that off camera, yeah. but we shared that history yeah. of our parents having Alzheimer's. Um, and um, I became you know more sensitive to that. I, did you have I, a spiritual awakening? Like, did, was there was there, did anything happen specifically that kind of pushed you? Because now you're very much into it, and we'll talk about okay. safe. Yeah. save the country but um, it's just thing, it's just things in my life I had I had readings from other people who told me I was here to be a healer mm -hmm. I had worked with dolphins I, I wow. met with a medium uh, and there were ten people in the room being read I wasn't the only one she read the people whose spirits wanted to come with the loudest that wanted to talk to their people so there was one girl before me 
she lost her brother and she was crying because everything she hit her with was so true. Oh, and then she came to me. Mm -hmm. And my mom and my grandmother came through. How much after your mother passed was this? Um, God, this was in, I have to, my God. What, like a few go? years? No, or? more. Oh. More. Because my mother had come to me before then. She got into bed with me one night. I felt my bed go down. And I went, Mom, is that you? Because my mother's passing, really. I, the thing is, is that when my father passed, I was too young to be there for him. And I, you know, I couldn't face it. Mm -hmm. But when my mom, I promised her she would never be alone and, and that I would be there. And the point is, is that the afternoon that she was fading and I would sing to her and everything, one day she's crying and I was like, mom, why are you crying? She was, and I, somebody, else, I'll tell you, somebody else said to me, she, because she knows she has to leave and she doesn't want to leave you. You know, um, but where was I going with this? I'm going in so many um, different directions. I know, that's me. I'm, um, I can't be linear. I, what is Wait, this? and, and my, my mother's listening and she's going, Hi, listen, she's going, listen <laughs> to Rosie now. Or, listen to what she said about taking care of her mother. mother. Oh, my mother said, you never have a friend like your mother. You, I'm here to take care of you. It's your turn to take care of mm. I got fed that all my life. It's called Jewish guilt. <laughs> but it worked. So I, I know <laughs> what it was. I was asking you if you had a spiritual awakening. Uh, and and you were talking about your mother coming to you. My mother coming to me. And I, and I turned into her. I turned like in fetal position. And I felt such a comfort. And I know that she came back to tell me she was okay. Because the day that she passed, and I said she wouldn't be alone, I, I got the call from the hospital to hurry, hurry, I was doing my taxes in, in, in the valley, and she was on this side of the hill, the, my side, the, mm -hmm. the west side. And so I was rushing back and rushing back, and when I got there, I, I, I saw her still breathing, and I was, oh, I, I made it in time. And then only for the, for the nurse to tell me I missed her by 10 minutes, that was the machine breathing. Oh. So I always carried, you know, carried that I wasn't there when I promised to be. You were there. And, uh, and I know that she's one of my master guides. She's around me because I have a picture from when I sang for a fundraiser in Sedona, and my friend Heather took a picture. And in the picture, my the spirit is. I believe all of this. It's. it's I it's, believe all of this. It's, it's unreal. Right yeah. when my father passed, I was holding yeah. his hand, and my friend, the psychic yeah. astrologer, uh, all of a sudden started playing in her her, her house. Earth angels yeah. started playing. Nothing was turned on, right. and then in her car, and she said, yeah. "That's your father telling you that you're his his angel on earth." Right. You know. I'm going to say no. Listen, I used to discuss this with my rabbi, and he said, "Who am I to say it's not it's not real? Who am I to say it's not real?" And so, do you feel your mother with you still? Yeah, I know that she's there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I've got. I was talking to her recently. So. I was talking to her recently. I was talking to her recently, having this conversation, <laughs> like I do sometimes with God. I just, you know, yes. I think we, we have to address them directly, you know? Even so, when I go to temple on my holy days, when I've gone, I cry when we, you know, the end of the ceremonies, and I get very emotional because I was raised, I'm very sensitive mm -hmm. to that. And um, this, the medium that read me as she was going on and told me things that my mother said or whatever, she said, oh my God, the hair on my, on my neck is standing up. You're a healer. She had no idea who I was because 10 people in the room. She said, you heal with your voice. <gasps> she says, you've healed so many already, but you have so many more to heal. Oh my gosh. I was so taken the hair on her arms was standing up, and then I have a friend who's a psychic in Florida when we first met, and it turns out we have the same master guide. Okay, now what does that mean? A master guide, well, um, it's, it's, it's the master that really, like the person, the, the, the spirit that talks to you in your higher self. 
Okay. Or when you're really looking for answers. Or and how did you find they tell you master guide? Okay. Oh, this is very. This is interesting. <laughs> no, I mean it. This you, is. This you, is. This is interesting. Do you right? remember? Did you ever know of a, a lady named Adele Tinney? No. Shirley MacLaine used to go to her. Oh, That's how we okay. heard from her. She mm -hmm. lived uh, in Anaheim. Mm -hmm. And she, as a little girl, used to read people. God came through her table. Twelve years old. When she, and she ended up reading people. She, they would take her table from her kitchen or whatever, if you look, to a venue. And she, people would come. They had to fit. It had to she, be her it had table. To be her, her table. And she would put her hand down. When she put her hand down, until everything was over, she couldn't lift it from the table. I, in my own, the kitchen that we were in, bright lights, sun streaming in, no tablecloths, nothing. And through this table, because many of us got spoken to. Right. My father came through, but my master guide identified himself and spelled out his name. Oh, stop. The I can't the take table it. on one side was lifting. So <laughs> if it was the alphabet, it was A, B, C, D. And if it was numbers, it was numbers twenty one. And if you, they wanted to show you love, the opposite side of the table rose up, and like the, your side came into your like it's hugging you. Oh my! In my God. life, I had never seen anything like this. And she, she, you know, she showed us some of her tapes where ectoplasm actually showed up. But she was the sweetest, most like Mrs. Santa Claus. And she had candy all over her house because she said spirits love sweets. Oh my God. Okay, so now, I mean, she, did you know, okay, is this true? I was told that if you want to speak to somebody who's passed over, you have to say it out loud because they can't hear thoughts, they can hear the words. Is that, is I, that, I haven't heard that because so, I, I, so, I just, I, I do speak. Do I don't okay. say it in my head. If I speak to my mom, I say, Mom, yeah. please be there. And when I speak to God, even before I go on stage, I ask him to let me be a vehicle to spread his message of love and light. Because people out there need to hear it. Hatred has to stop. People have to love, love and forgive themselves. And I, work, I still work on that every day. Every because day. we always backstep. None of us are perfect. And we, you know, and we I love the fact that your message, steps. even though that you have Jewish background and, and that's your... But you are not about that. You're not about being uh, secular no, at all. No, it's universal. Mm -hmm. Universal love. We all come from the same universal energy, the light. And it's in every one of us. Each and every one of us have that within our hearts. And if we would look within and see that, that light, that spark, and forget about color, know that the blood is the same color and that the light is the same from the same source, can't we learn to love? Can't we learn to understand unconditionally and accept differences and love the differences because how much it opens you, opens you to other cultures. I can't imagine my life not having grown up in Brooklyn where I had Chinese food and Italian food and Irish. And okay, so where's your favorite pizza? So we got to talk about I this. I haven't eaten pizza in years. I'm oh, always on a no, diet. come on. I'm always on a diet. I'm always on a diet too, but I eat it anyway. And I go, I, I, I've been on Jenny Craig for a year. I can't lose five pounds. I, I just do my own diet, but it's basically healthy. What's your diet? Like veggies and grains and every, what my body tells you me. And you don't cheat? Sometimes I cheat a little. Yeah, but I, even my nephew says to me, my God, you have so much control. I don't. He said, you have to enjoy You don't let yourself enjoy it. If I really, really want something, I'll have ice cream. I'll have a piece of cake that I want to try. But I'll usually say, let's all get a fork. Let's all. <laughs> it's so hard. But, and I, for years, I haven't touched the Frankfurters. I mean, I grew up on this oh stuff. God. The Frankfurters on the grill in the window of the deli with the hot sauerkraut. And I mean, it was and in, those days, in those days, it was 15 cents. Oh, yeah. And a slice of pizza was yeah, about 15, a nickel. Little, yeah. 10 cents. It was unbelievable. My sister and I used to go for a pizza, sometimes another place, not the local one. We got the slices. Mm -hmm. But we go, just the two of us, and it was a big 12-inch or whatever, eight slices. We each had four with extra cheese, a dollar and a quarter. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
a dollar and a quarter. What and did you have like Chinese Sunday? food on Friday? Because well, like we ate uh -huh. Chinese food on Friday. No, on Sunday on night. Sunday. Friday Sunday. was yeah. Italian. Food. And my sister worked. Our, our neighbors were Chinese, and they owned a Chinese restaurant in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So she used to babysit for the little girls, and then she went on to become the cashier of the Chinese restaurant. Oh, and so sometimes I would go with her, and when the, the uh, parents were paying the bill, I gave the kids lollipops, and then after. We would be treated to a dinner on the other side where the, the there was clothes, this clothes section, and we would eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those the, I mean, everything was family oriented. You know, we had the we had the Jewish bakery, Shenley's. We had Evans's. We had the the, the, the fruit stand. We had the uh, um, the, the milk. The guy yeah. used to deliver the milk. The milk and the soda bottles and the seltzer yeah. bottles. Yeah, and it was, the, what was it in those days? It was Hoffman. 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 Yeah. It was it was such a different time. Such a different, and I, you know something, I miss those days. I wish, I feel so bad that kids today can't feel that, can't know that. It's not, they don't know about playing outside. That's true. We I mean, now they don't get off of this. No. We were outside all the I time. Know. Right, we play hide and seek, we play hot street, potsy, yeah. handball, hunchball, hopscotch. I mean, girls' names are, you know what I'm and yeah. jump rope. And jump rope. And I, yeah, couldn't double double, I couldn't double I had a hard time double dutching. And we'd ride right. on bikes. And I, I didn't even, where we lived, I didn't even have to cross the street. And I would go shopping for my mother around the block. It was like a safe, well, I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. Saying, safe neighborhood. Yeah. You know, kids. Wait, which neighborhood did you grow up in? I grew up in Vandevere Estates in East Brooklyn, East 26th Street. Okay. Flatbush section oh, of Brooklyn. Okay. New Street and mm -hmm. New Kirk. No Street. There was a there was a really famous coffee shop on Nostrand Avenue that we used to go to. I can't remember what it was called. Do it was like a guy's it? name. A oh, guy's name? I, I don't think know. so. Did I you know. ever go to Church Avenue in Flatbush? The Garfields? The, the uh, automat? Where you would put oh the nickels in? I love the automat. No, I went to the one in Manhattan though. Uh, and then we had the Lowy's Kings over here and the RKO Kenmore over here. <laughs> and the college, the college movie theater by Brooklyn College. So where did you? So where was the first? Okay, so I know I heard this that you were Peter. You were Peter Pan in third grade. In third grade. So was that the first time you were on stage? Uh, no, I did something in second grade. I, I think I was a ringmaster for a circus. So did you? Did you? Did you come out of the womb singing? Did you know right away that you could sing? How did that happen for you? I, I don't know. I, I never asked my mother. She never said. Mm -hmm. But it just was a natural thing when I was of age, I mean, I would hear music and sing it. I think my sister was the same, you know, it's, those are parts of the genes, the music genes, you know, I guess. So when did you but say- she actually wanted to be an actress. Her way of getting to be an actress was through her singing. I love singing too, but I also act. But my singing, you know, so there's a difference. That's there's interesting. Difference. <laughs> you know. That's interesting. But, you know, and I, um, I, I, we grew up obviously at the same time. The Beatle era, the English invasion. So a lot of my favorite artists were, came from there, and I used to sing with the albums. But I also loved the Broadway shows. Okay, so, so how did that? So so your mother was operatic. Where did the love for for popular music? Playing in the house, playing in the house. You know, we had transistor radios that we played and characters. So who were you listening? Like who? What what singers would well, you listen Motown, to? Motown. Oh, in the English invasion, of course, the Beatles. And no, but the, the ones that influenced oh. your career, your singing. Oh. I, I loved, um, and this is not one of those, but I loved um, I got to meet him. Yeah, yeah. Got to you. I haven't got to This is, this is a, what, yeah, David Bassey. Shirley oh. Bassey. Mm -hmm. I love it. When I went to see her, she, I'm so glad I told everybody else. <laughs> they can remind me when I forget. <laughs> Shirley Bassey, I loved her drama. Mm. I love when she came on stage with that. And I think I adopted some of that into my performance. Mm. I, because I love it. I, I love 
the meat, the meat. And I, you know, I may have like over, you know, overdo it at first, but then it becomes part of you or something. Absolutely. You, are, you adapt what's right for you from it, but I always love Shirley Bassey. I love, well, you know, the Dusty Springfields and Silla Black, Patula Clark, I mean, I, the, you know, oh, the yeah. era, the, the era of music. But then when I went to see a Broadway show, which was like when I was in my grade school. Okay, so my I sister, saw Oliver was my first show. What did you yes, see? Oliver, well, it wasn't my first show. My okay. first show was probably something my sister did. But of her first Broadway show was like, what was it? The, the, oh God, was it called? The Insect Comedy, which was in the village. She played an ant. <laughs> <laughs> and the Army, and then she played another. I mean, those were my first experiences. And wow. she, she did a, a, another evening with Harry Stoons. Um, and uh, oh God, see, I'm forgetting. Diana Sands was in it. May she rest in peace. And uh, oh my God, what's his name? Oh, I forgot his name. He's, uh, was on Dom DeLuise. Oh my Dom DeLuise, and he had this song called "I Saw a Bumpy Naked Lady." A bumpy naked lady. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was so adorable and so fun. Those were my first experiences. Then I went to the Broadway when my sister was on Broadway and wholesale and everything. I, I learned, I loved the show. And when I learned the album, I would do it. Did you get to go like night after night? Would you? No, I was still a kid. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. was in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. But I would get the album and I would learn all the songs, mm -hmm. every part, male and female, and I'd do them both. <laughs> Even with Elliot, when uh, Capricorn reached Gemini, running miles from the Grand Concourse, and it was Marilyn Cooper. I would do both parts. Wow. And I was just like, ma, 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 how can I help a fire pass the other girls by, by, by? No, I am wide awake and looking for. I mean, I was just. I think that's just, my song. I mean, I really I just loved it. And then all the other albums. Was that she I already did, with Elliot back then? They got together during wholesale. Wow. She got together she, So show. she was so young. When, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and I remember going back to school the next day and Rosalind's going to tell us where she was last night. So was that, what was that like for you? I mean, to have, I was very proud. As my, I, I, and I said this the other day and I tell this to everyone, I was the first president of her fan club. Aww. When I was in eighth grade, one day a week, I would take the IRT up into Manhattan. The IRT. And I went to the I went to the offices and I answered fan mail and I signed, you know, certificates that you are a fan. <laughs> and I, I took I had to be part. I had to help. I had to help. But I, you know, it's like it was it was great. I I was very always very proud of my sister. That's why I was always looked up to her. Well, even when I was a kid and we would go to the beach or something, I love I love being with my sister. And are you guys still close? We've got, we've had our parts, you know, because her group is one place and mine was another. We're working in different places, but we are. I mean, you know, we the heart are, center. The heart, place. the heart center place is there. Mm. And still very close to Jason, I understand. Very, yeah, yeah. And to Elliot, and Elliot, to Elliot Gould for those of you, and Jason yeah. Gould for those of you. And to my, uh, my, yeah, my brother, who's okay. Oh, I don't know about your brother. My, well, we have an older brother. Okay. Who was a commercial artist? He went to. Did Paris he sing? No. Not at all. So you don't want to know about him. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> no, he. Was, my brother was great, and he. I remember he. I didn't remember. I wasn't around when he did it, but he made his own Indian costume with the feathers and everything. Uh, on his own, or when he was a Boy Scout and everything, and he was so self-accomplished as well as my sister, mm -hmm. and in his own field. And is he, he older than Barbara? Yes. Uh huh. My brother is. Yeah. He's actually eight years older than my sister. Oh wow. And my sister is just under nine years older than me. Your mom took, she, yeah, she took time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But um, 
I, I remember I once worked for my brother in his office answering phones. I used to go into New York for that, you know, uh, to help him too. But he grew into a very big advertising agency, and then he left that and he went into became an entrepreneur in real estate, and now he's kind of retired. He well, deserved that. That's yes, good. He, did. he rode horses. He did dressage, and uh, and I, okay, so and my and my niece from my brother. She's yeah. a fabulous. Yeah, they have a, if we ever come on as a family. Yeah, yes. yeah. My what? family, yes, she, Ricky, I was 10 years old when she was born. Okay. So I was in Hebrew school that afternoon writing a note that I had just become an aunt. <laughs> you think I like family? You think that's important to me? I was an aunt at 10 years old. I was How like, fabulous. And what did she do? She actually, she did study and got her PhD to be a psychologist, but that was wow. when the first baby was born, my, my great niece, who was another one to be proud of and artistic and everything. And now she's working, helping you know, kids and all that. And, and her brother came a year or so later, Maxie, and uh, he's at, uh, at uh, NYU. That's where my daughter and is. Maybe they know each other. each other. So, uh, What's he studying? You know? Is he an artist? Uh, financial stuff. No. Oh. Financial and I think uh, psychology. But uh, yeah, yeah. But and but and you had both of those things going on because you were a singer, but you were also a good math student. Well, I was a good math. I used to mark my seventh grade teacher's math papers. <laughs> I was on the train going to the tryouts for Funny Girl, for Funny Girl. Yeah, it was for Funny Girl uh, to Philadelphia, marking his math papers, the tests that he had given. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I so and you one. and you were thinking of going becoming I a teacher. I thought that's what I was going to be because you understand I came from where a place where I was. Heavy. I was overweight as a kid. I was Unbelievably hard to when imagine. When I was born, I was six pounds, eleven ounces, or eight ounces, and I don't know what happened, but I got the best of both worlds from my parents. My father ate everything in the meal. My mother noshed. I adopted every one of those habits. Nosh. So when you know, and my sister, and my brother didn't eat a lot. My mother was trying really? to. Really? She would have to give them to make them eat. So when I came, I ah, mouth was open. So she had a receptacle, and she took. It. She took it out on me, so I, I got. But now you're so I, disciplined, and you. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know how that happens, but. <laughs> at, at what point did you make that shift in your life? Oh my God! It came in. It came in increments. Um, starting, I dieted when I was in tenth grade. I went to a diet doctor. I did what you shouldn't do with those color pills, mm. and I lost sixty pounds in four months. Oh my gosh! Uh, then I, I told my regular doctor about it because he walked past me in his in his office. He didn't recognize me. <laughs> and he complained and he said, off. And so I had to find other ways to sustain my weight. And I would go up and down and up and mm -hmm. down. And anyway, I life. went to places where I had one meal a day, then I changed the fruits and vegetables. When I moved to LA, I got into an exercise program, I went to work out. What kind of workout do you do? Uh, right, right now, lately nothing, but I, uh, I do the, the weights now mostly. Or I walk fast and I walk from the I house. speed walk. But mm -hmm. I used to do high impact aerobics, low impact aerobics, wow. stretch, step, bicycling. I used to do it all. I ran track at Beverly Hills High oh at six gosh. in the morning. Matter of fact, the guys who were planning the California Pizza Kitchen were on the track at that hour in the morning, and my friends and I would overhear them planning the wow. restaurant. So um, something you probably won't won't eat, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't uh, didn't those years. I ate. You know, I was still watching, but I I'm much more controlled. To it. I don't know. Do you think as we get older, we want less food? You think that's what it is? It hasn't happened to me I yet. Don't know. And I'm not there, and I need that to yeah. happen to me. Because I was always my my the thing I loved the most was ice cream as a kid. When mm -hmm. I came home from high school, I used to come home and buy a pint of Shreya's coffee ice cream, Shreya's. and corn chips, and a Hershey's Nestle Nestle's bar, Nestle's oh, Crunch, and I finished it all while watching Dark Shadows. 
Oh my god, Dark Shadows. Oh my god. I mean, I love Dark Shadows. <laughs> I, somebody from Dark Shadows once came to my living room and did Women Who Run. I have to think of who it was. Angelique? One of those women uh -huh. did did my thing. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Dark Shadows. Jonathan Freeman. Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> I love that show. That was the best soap opera, right? I went from General opera. Hospital to that. It was just, yeah, those were Deidre Hall is gonna. Did you watch Days of Our Lives? I became yeah. later, I watched Days of Our Lives, and Deidre Hall and, and Tao Penglis are gonna do my living room oh, in wow. Bay. Yeah. I later came to that. Wow. The Dark Shadows back yeah. in those days. Yeah, oh amazing. my god. Amazing. Before I could ever get into my homework. And then all the cartons from whatever I ate were down the uh, incinerator. So mom never knew <laughs> that I had done that. But And for you it was sweets, huh? It was sweets. Mm -hmm. Well, no, but I had a charge account at the deli. I would go in there and get my lunch or the, the bakery, Shenley's Bakery with the black and white cookies. Oh, well, wait a second. They had the most delicious brownies, fudge brownies. They like, like kind of like a rectangle and mm -hmm. about that high and it had the thinnest glazed icing on it. And they were fudgy. Do you remember the um, oh my God. Entenmann's cupcakes, the vanilla and chocolate ice cupcakes? Those were my favorite. Really? Oh, they were the best. They used to the blackout cake. The blackout. We're just going to talk about I, food now. I used to love the, 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 the thing that said happy birthday on the cake there because it was made out of almond paste, and I love marzipan. Oh, my you know? God. But it's Shenley's also had, remember Charlotte Russe? Oh, of course. I mean, oh, they're it just like... It, a few years ago, I did a concert in Brooklyn, Brooklyn College, and I remember I brought up all these memories of the neighborhood and the foods. Mostly, it was the foods. Paul and Jack's appetizing, where we got the pickles in the barrel <laughs> and the halva off the block. And <laughs> my mother's failing now. We don't have this stuff anymore. I know. You know. I but, know. But even if we do, I always, I always even said, right, David? I'm like, I'm always. Yeah. You won't eat it anyway. I like oh. I'll taste it. <laughs> I'm still eating it. I wish I, you know, and I have to start to learn to enjoy a little bit more. That would be but good. But I don't want to gain weight. Because, it, you know, because it's so hard to lose it, especially when you're older. It is right? hard. It's murderous. But, and you don't, but so now you don't have to work out because you eat so. No, I still should work out. You know why? Because you have to stay tight. You have to stay tight. <laughs> Otherwise, it's, it's such, it's so difficult. <laughs> it's like, this, well, we, not only being in the business, but being women. Right? It's Women have a hard time. Like, if I could throw away high heels, I would do it in a second. Yeah, we were talking about that yeah. when we started. So, so, and you, and you're also wearing slinky gowns, yeah. and you do all of that stuff, and, and, and you have to move, and, and you have to, you know, and I have these heels, and with the platforms, and I'm going this way, like I'm fighting from falling off the stage. Do you, you know, do you have like, a choreographer? Do you, or no, do you, I studied uh, years ago. Elliot, as a matter of fact, brought me to Luigi's, and my sister funded, funded my going to Luigi's when I was 14 years old. And I studied with Luigi. I lied about my age. Okay, all, I don't know all, Luigi. Who's oh, Luigi? Luigi was the master jazz teacher. All oh. the gypsies from Broadway went to Luigi. Everybody knows Luigi. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, there, if you, there's a video of me or, um, interviewing him when he came to my concert oh. at, at Brooklyn College. And I went and I used to hang with him and we used to go for Chinese food after. I would go and take three classes a day, a night actually, because it was the afternoon after wow. school. And then I would come home at like 11 o'clock to do homework. My mother would shut the lights out on me. But I, I, once I got into it, I mean, I loved it. And the reason they put, brought me there is because I always loved to dance. So um, I had a blast. And Richard Chamberlain at one time <gasps> followed me in class. You know, later Edmund Jr. and Patrick Eddie Artie from Hullabaloo were in class. Oh, my gosh. From it was so exciting to me. 
So was it, okay, so what was the first dream? Was the first dream to do Broadway? Was it to be a recording artist? What, well, you became a recording I, yeah, artist I before went, you became yeah. a dream. You, right. you were it. Well, I, I could dream before. I, I had some dreams before. But it was like, okay, but so what was, was, like, what was I, the first thing? Did you remember, like, okay, I want to do that? I, I didn't, you know, I wanted to sing. Mm -hmm. But I did always, as a kid, do things in front of my mirror. And I would take my favorite television shows. Remember Fury? Of course. Saturday morning. Oh my God, the boy. I, I can't remember the boy. Joey. Joey and Pete. And Pete. And, well, I, I wrote myself in the script as, as uh, Peter Graves' wife. <laughs> I wrote myself into the script. And I would perform the storylines. I didn't write it out. I knew it as I went along. You know, things like that I used to do as a kid. Wow. I would take the, the music from Exodus and create mm -hmm. a ballet. Wow. This is before I'd study dance. I just... You, you know, just had I, needed, the thing. I needed to emote. <laughs> so, so, so now, so things start happening for you young. How old are you when you do Ed Sullivan? You're young. I was 18. That's but kids are starting earlier today. That's well, that they young. are. They are. Uh, my, starting uh, my a very good friend of mine's daughter is Billie Eilish, and I don't know yes. if you've heard of Billie Eilish, mm -hmm. but she's the biggest thing. She was just on Ellen yet. She has the number one song wow. on Spotify. She's wow. she's like sixteen, wow. and she's already been famous for a year or two. Wow. And she's God just bless. the biggest thing. She's yeah. huge, and she's just a kid. Yeah, but yeah. And the thing that you have to worry about that is to know your value and not get lost by people that might lead you astray. She has a wonderful you know, family, yeah, strong true. support that's system, and a wonderful brother who that's had important. had a big career before her, Phineas, yeah. who's also yeah, she has good that's support. That's important. So, so y you had your mother grounding you, telling you you weren't good enough, right? <laughs> Tell, telling you what was wrong. But what? So what was it like? Because that's all of them was live. What was that was like for you? Scary. And how was he? Was he nice? He was nice. Was he, he scary? No, he, he presented himself nicely, but we had a lot, a lot of things that happened because I had an agent at the time who promised me to Hollywood Palace, oh. although we made a commitment to Ed Sullivan. So I had to even go through, like a, what is it, not a, not a trial, but a uh, arbitration. Who's going to get my debut? Oh my. I, mean, I was like, who am I that they're going through all this? Wow. You know, but I wanted to get Ed Sullivan, and we did win the arbitration, but then I never got a Hollywood Palace. <laughs> But um, it was but scary. Sullivan. It was scary, and I, I didn't know. You know, you're looking at the camera, and you don't know. Am I supposed to look at the light or look in the lens? You know, it's like nobody really directed that. And what uh, song did you sing on Ed Sullivan? Do you oh remember? My God. I think one time I did "Give Me You," which was the title mm -hmm. of my album. And did, what else did I do? Did I do "Fool on the Hill"? I'm not sure. I, I know that that was on one of your albums. And then there was one. Uh, the third appearance I did "Pearly." I love to sit and hear him dream. He tells it like a story. He talks about a better time, happy days and glory. No more. <laughs> it's like I, I don't even think I was in the right uh, notes there for a minute, but because uh, it's so far back in my memory. <laughs> wow. But. Um, that was my what was it like? Did that ch did your life change when you did it? Because we everybody watched Ed Sullivan. We all oh, watched. And you know it. what? That was the day of the big blizzard in New York. So for me to even get to the Ed Sullivan Theater, I had to. That walk. was in the sixties. No. That was uh yeah yeah nineteen sixty nine. I remember that. It was February 9th, nineteen sixty nine. I walked from our apartment on Fifty Seventh Street between eighth and ninth to the Ed Sullivan Theater because you couldn't even get a cab. It was, it was frozen. Wow. And people were stuck in the subways. 
Wow. And then the ones that were stuck at home were going to watch television, right? Of course. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was exciting. Was it life-changing? You know, to... It's so funny, because I once was interviewed by somebody from New Yorker magazine, and she was like, she, she didn't believe that I was so level. Like, aren't you like this? And I just never let things get to me that way. I was excited, mm -hmm. but I took it in my stride, mm -hmm. you know? And I, um, I don't know if that was good or bad. Well, but um, I was happy, I was excited, mm -hmm. but I didn't get all, you know, but it was so funny when I, when I went to San Francisco for my first club date at uh, um, The Hungry Eye, Enrico Benducci's Hungry Eye. And I went out uh, to the coffee shop after, and a waitress said, oh my God, aren't you that, aren't you that Rosalind Klein? <laughs> that Barbara Streisand sister, that Rosalind Klein? Rosalind, that's a dance place. <laughs> but it was so, it was funny, I think it felt nice, but it was, it was a lot of get, it was getting used to it. Yeah, I don't know, I never let my, that eat me up alive. I always, and I, 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 you attribute, I attribute that to my spirituality, because mm. there's nothing more important than above and whatever came my way I figured is, is a gift is a gift and, but at that time I had no idea that I was supposed to heal or anything else and my life these years have become so much about that so tell me about that tell me about how that manifests in your life today how, how, how do you how do you channel that in my music mm -hmm. when I perform I can look at I have a gift of, of a, a certain amount of empathy that my mm -hmm. I can sense when people are unhappy or going through something else, I even to a friend of mine who's like covering it up and said, what's wrong? I mean, it's just... Empath. 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 Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I look out in my audience and when I, if I can see eyes from the people in the first Can you see people? So when I can, mm -hmm. I look straight at them because I like eye-to-eye -eye Wow. And, um, and I, I, I just, I don't know, I, I want to look into their hearts. I want them to feel my heart. I don't believe in working at them. Mm -hmm. I want them to be part of me. And you and do a lot of exchange with, with yeah, your audience. Yeah, I do. I talk with them. Mm -hmm. I kibitz. Mm -hmm. Kibitz. I kibitz. Am I too Jewish? No. I I, well, I don't I'm know. So, I am. So. I'm, so from, I'm so Brooklyn and so Jewish. I, but, I um, but the important thing is the love. The love. So how did Save, save the Country? What, what made you... Alright, so we were talking before yeah. the show started about where you were when uh, the election happened and how that impacted what you're doing because you were yes. not political in the 60s you I said. was not political in the 60s and say the first time I did this song mm -hmm. was in a new age show that I did in the 90s oh wow uh, it was all about well you Lord were Lord. I was a huge Laura Nero fan yeah. were you a Laura oh, Nero yeah. fan oh, oh God. yeah and yeah. I knew it from the 70s and during the Vietnam War and the kids in the colleges picketing and yeah oh, the, the, uh, yeah um, but I wasn't part of it I was still young I was not part of the scene but I was very much aware of it okay and um, I, and, we, and my second album too had a couple of things like uh, in the year twenty, uh, Zager and Evans, um, take me down to the back streets, taxi man, take me down, take me down low. I want to find me some hawk that conservative. I don't know why I did it, but that was on the album, which is I don't know that song. It was very political. Uh huh. Um, but I really didn't get with the conscious attempt at doing. But so you you until, were you let so I, yeah I kind of. It, I started to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Things that, that came into my head that felt it was right. Um, so I was doing a New Age show, which was about 
because we had problems then too, people with you know not getting on and trouble in the streets and stuff. And I, I just wanted to push. First of all, you have to love yourself. So the first, okay, so, but that's the hardest thing to I do. I know, and we and we all backstep from that. We all backstep, and I pray every day to you know to forgive myself and to forgive. Um, to learn to love yourself, and if you can learn to love yourself, you can love another. Mm -hmm. So my show is about love with yourself, loving yourself, love with another. Even I had a story about a gay guy who was a cross-dresser. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a story so touching. Um, and country to country, country to you know, I just wanted every everything to be a melting pot. Everybody to get on, to understand, to become one. Mm -hmm. You know, even with your understand the differences and love each other with the similarities as well, but not to to uh, to hate or, or or give people a chance or whatever. And so that show, when I did it, it was like 1990 or something, 91. It was too early. I did it at the Roxy. I broke it in at uh, at the Rose Tattoo, and then I did it at the Roxy. But I think. It wasn't ready. Nobody was ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. And I've been now recording a new album, and some of the few of the things are in my new uh, club act, mm -hmm. but uh, a couple of things aren't. One is this song that I, I wrote with my, my musical director Michael Orland and our friend Judy Quay called "Light of Love," which will be the next release, and that's really about learning self-love, and, and uh, it's got native drum. I mean, mm -hmm. we worked on it. I, the love of my life, and that was that influence came because I climbed Bell Rock in Sedona during the Harmonic Convergence in 1987. And you know, you got up there and climbed early before the sun rose, and when the sun came, you heard all the chanting around the mountain. Wow. All the different people and the tribes. It was the most incredible feeling of the wow. coming here. You were humming, which you were harmonizing, you were in tune with Mother Earth. Wow. And that took hold of me. I mean. That's a spiritual awakening right there. Yeah. And so I wanted to do a song having to do with that experience. And that's what, why Light of Love was written. And that will be the next release. Because uh, I'm going to release digitally first as I'm building the album. That's why. We have, we have one song, which is the one that's out now, Save the Country, and then Light of Love will come out, and then I have two others finished, and we're working on a fifth, which is also about the world. It's, it's going to be a mix, but it's all about love. Because I have, you know, I have a, uh, like a Latin, um, a Brazilian beat thing, and I have, you know, I have a song that's in my show that's very powerful. That's so, uh, are you performing anywhere where we can see you? I will be. I've been in the studio, okay. and uh, I, I just, you know, because I, without a label behind you, you're doing it yourself, as you know. As but, I, I know. but I have the ability to take all the time in the world to do it and make it right, and not have somebody down my neck breathing saying, "You got to have it by now. You have to. What are you doing? And you have to change or this, or, or dictating what you should do." Because right. RCA used to do that to me. They would mm -hmm. send me songs that they uh, saw of shows that they published the music, and they were not hits. They were not, but I had to do them. Mm. You know, and I, I guess that's part of the game. But I didn't like it. Now I can do what I want to do because. It's important to me. Mm -hmm. It's a, as either a message I want to share with the world, or I know it will make people feel good. But that's the I need to make people feel good. I need to make people know that they have value and that they matter. I don't care who's out there. I don't care about people in power. I want the people to know, the everyday person to know they matter. And if they know they matter, and other people realize they matter, people in power, we could have a beautiful world here. You know, without the, the hatred and the chaos and the lying, and the, it's really, 
It breaks my, it breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart. So Save the Country, I heard I, that you had heard a line from Stephen, Spill, uh, from Stephen Stills, um, For What It's Worth. Yeah. How did that inspire Save the Country? That, I, I didn't get the no. connection. Okay. We were in the studio full because we, we put a lot of time into this to make it wonderful because we listened to everybody else's version from the 70s and yep. we realized we had it come out of the box. Right. Because everybody and his mother did the song. Mm -hmm. And it's really a one-sentence song. Well, what, what, is, what, what made that the song you had to do? Because I brought it into him because everything that was going on now. Mm -hmm. And I said, I, you know, I thought about it and I really think I need to do this now. I told Stefan, my mm -hmm. producer, Stefan Obrahoff, and he agreed with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's a fantastic video. I I'm, yeah. I put the link, <laughs> and I'll and I'll put it again because there's you can get it on CD Baby, but you have to watch the video. And, and the of video course the digital boards, okay. Amazon, iTunes, every, wherever you have a charge account. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, I we, we're fooling around with it and playing different things, and we have some guest um, musicians on it too that are wonderful. And he was playing a chord, and the chord sang to me. I, and, I never listened to that music that much in those days, but it suddenly, that melody came into my head. Something's happening here, what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me that I've got to beware. How important is that in these days? You're absolutely right. And I just, I heard that musically just from the chord that he played. Wow. So it became part of the song. It came like a, it just works so beautifully, and it, the timing, and then at the end, I, I, I updated it to the things that we have to take care of today. Yes. Mm -hmm. The things that we, as a planet, need to fix, and fix right away, if we're, to, if we're going to exist and our children have a future, and that air will be breathable, and the water will be clean, and people's hearts will be pure and happy. And do you think we can do that? I've got it. I hope so. It's my prayer every day, and I'm going to work on it. I'm a little voice. I'm one little voice. But if I can instigate a, mu a movement of people taking the time to look within and seeing what the real truth is. And that's where it starts, with us it looking within. Right. Mm -hmm. and, you know, Self-love is the hardest love there is to me. Yeah, because I'm, I'm my worst critic. Mm -hmm, and too. everybody says to me, why are you so hard on yourself? Why are you so hard on yourself? So I know that that is a factor, and probably every one of us are like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so we should all take that as a group and realize we have to work on it. And what, what, are there are there ways to work on it, Pete? I didn't even ask you if anybody has any questions. Are there, are there ways to? Uh, are there any questions, Pete? Yes, somebody would like to know if anyone is going to eat those strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> you Come can, honey. You can eat. You can, you can eat strawberries. They're good for you. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm looking. I'm you. looking. What? Wow, there's a lot. Look, there's so many comments. It's and. Really, does anybody have like, oh, there's Linda Absey. Oh. Hi, Linda. What did she say? Linda says, my mom did the same thing with me after she passed. I felt her next night like spooning, comforting me. Wow. She says, hi, David. Hi. Um, <laughs> Someone said the Jewish-Chinese connection is strong. <laughs> <laughs> Linda. Especially with food. It's very strong with food. Um, wait, I'm, I'm looking to sit flappish. Um, all right, I'm, I'm not seeing questions. Are there more questions, Pete? That's about it. There's a lot of comments. A lot of a comments. A lot of comments. A lot of people really, really excited. Yummy. I love somebody said, I love dark shadows. <laughs> oh, God, those were the days. Oh, gosh. Ah. Um, 
So remember Evangers, yeah. We are all quelling. Ellen Weiss, we're all quelling. Thank you, darling. Deborah, go for <laughs> hi. Um, so Ellen Weiss, yeah. Sharon, hi Sharon. Sharon was and my fan Robin. She said, "This is awesome." Hi Robin. <laughs> hi Elizabeth. Those are my fans that go everywhere. I love that. It's so great to have their support. It's so wonderful. So, so how did Broadway happen for you? That, cause that, that hits very quick. My daughter's trying to do that. What, what, was that like thrilling, crazy? No, it was, you know, it came at a time. Well, I, I did, oh my God, what came first? Yeah, I did theater in Calgary, Canada. I did, played Ellie Greenwich as leader of the pack. Oh, wow. Um, I did off. I did a play here in Los Angeles called Ferguson and Taylor, which was like Mother and Cycle Come to America, and that was fun because I had like a Lucy and Ethel scene with a with a gypsy where he I'm like slinging the chicken. Remember the the, the the stories about you go to a gypsy and they tell you a fortune, but they have you sling a chicken or something and they cut its throat. My mother once had that happen, wow. and she ran for the hills. She was so scared. But in our story, he accidentally got my finger, and I screamed, and it wasn't part of the script. Oh my God! But I, so I had that funny scene in there. But it was very, very heartwarming. We had a gypsy. We had um, Nathan's hot dog. Did you sing in there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. a musical. Oh, okay. It was a musical. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to go to Broadway, but it was at the same time as Rags. Um. So, but it was fun to have a lot of double entendres. Mm -hmm. I had fun doing those. <laughs> I was in the bloomers making a fancy, fancy, sexy dance to my husband. He went, you know, with the bloomers with the. Sexy dance with the rumors, I love it. And so, you know, fun, fun stuff with it. Um, and then I, I came to Broadway and I did Three from Brooklyn. Uh, and that was really like a review. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it came to me through an agent in Washington, D.C., where I had performed, done a uh, performance. And these people, I don't know if he went after them or they came after him, but he, he asked me if I wanted to do it. And so I decided to do... Um, do the I said I would do it. I don't even think they auditioned me. They just I came into New York. We did something for backers or whatever. We sang some songs, and then we opened. We opened in October, I believe, of '92. Is it '92? Yeah, '92. I don't know. It was '92 or '93. I think it was '92. '92. The end was toward the end of '92. We played through December into the first week of January. It didn't take off as much, but the audience loved it because it was again about Brooklyn mm -hmm. and all the stuff, you know, all the subways and the home. It was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, but it, it was exciting. Well, I had to be thrilling. To, yeah. To, and it, it had to be thrilling to do Helen Hayes Theater. Oh, oh, God. And to do Carnegie Hall mm -hmm. and just all these, yeah. these venues that you play. Doing the Hollywood Bowl, <coughs> I mean, that yeah. has to be great. Fabulous, and the sound is incredible. Oh my gosh! Sounds and the and the orchestra. Oh, yeah. oh, so so you waited a very long time to sing with your sister. Very long. And you did that on purpose. Well, I think I had. I, I believed that I really had to establish myself in my own right mm -hmm. before that could happen. You know, also because I have to feel better about me that it's me doing it for myself, and then I'm adding something, and she's welcoming me onto the stage with her. Because you bring something because special to it. Not, she's, I, she's not doing you a favor is what no, I'm saying. No, but she was able to bring her little sister on mm -hmm. stage and we could share a moment, which was wonderful. And so what was that like, the first, the first moment that that happened and the first audience that here's Rosalind Kine, my sister? It was, it was incredible because the audience really reacted. And a lot of people were saying, because I used to get questions, why, when, when will you two 
sing together. Mm -hmm. we, there were a lot of people looking for that. Mm -hmm. And so there was a, a lot of thrill behind that. And when I walked out from the rafters, 20,000 seats. Oh you know, my God. I had never worked I, anything like I would never, I, to this day, I don't, think I, I, I don't think I know I wouldn't feel that yet. But to see them yelling out your name and, you know, so, with such love and to be there with my big sister. Oh my God. You know, um, and then the whole and then Jason. I mean, it was just that we traveled as a family, we, we shopped, we, we ate, obviously. We went to theater. Did we you went, eat? Yes, we ate. Tacos Does Barbara eat? eat? Yes. Okay. Right. We, we have a time, timely question. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What about you and Barbara and Jason doing an album together? Um, I, would, you know, I would love to. I don't know if that'll happen, okay. but it would be great. A family album. The family album. Yeah. You know, like the Kennedys did. Yeah. Or the Partridge family. <laughs> the Partridge family. <laughs> the first family. It would be lovely if it should happen. Wow. So, so you played the, the, that huge, and, and, and there's all this documentation of it. It's all on YouTube, and it's so beautiful. I mean, I can't watch the two of you without crying. It's just Aww. so emotional. It's so beautiful. And, and it really is interesting that you can really tell where one of you stops and the other one starts. And... But with equal power. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm a little lower. I'm a lower range, and she's higher. We kind of go down the piano. My mother was the highest. And really? My sister, yeah, and then me. Although my sister sang some of my mother's notes, and I think I sing some of my sister's, but I am a lower. And I loved when I did Save the Country because I did it in my lower range. I had such a great time singing in my low mm. range. You know. Yeah, you've got that bottom. Mm. You've got that bottom. Oh, gorgeous. Boy, I it. I got no. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You're like a wispy thing. Oh, and, and, you, and you're like petite. And, 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 oh. yeah. Have you taken voice lessons? I only took one lesson once from an, uh, an opera teacher, and I got a sore throat from him, so I stopped. <laughs> my, my breathing just adopted yeah. over time. It got better and better. Did you have, but didn't you have to learn how to do that? How to you just have to breathe in deep. It goes down, it doesn't go here, it goes down here. Yeah. It just came naturally. And the basic thing is what I was taught and what I, you know, and what I, I live by is that if you sing and believe your words and sing from your heart, everything else works. You know, I was just having this conversation with somebody because um, there are singers who have incredible instruments mm -hmm. and they can do all those runs and all right. those fancy right. things. This is missing. But it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not coming from yeah. the kishkas. Right. And if it's not coming from the kishkas, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Exactly. All of that, all the heart is what means everything. Yes. If you're singing empty words, it doesn't do you it. You can't teach that to people. You have to feel it, right? You're usually born with it, but mm. I don't want to put any judgment on anybody. You Did know, you guys use, when it was the three of you in the house, would you all sing together? Did you sing together? My sister taught me how to harmonize. Oh, really? And row, row, row your boat when I was little. <laughs> we didn't do it often, but she did teach me that. She also taught me, taught me how to cha-cha and mambo. Remember those dances? Oh, well, yeah. Gone are the days. <laughs> I remember them well. Oh. So, 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 okay, so you're, you're working on the rest of the, of the album. Mm -hmm. And they are still called albums, by the way. They, they are? are still called yeah. albums. Yeah, and vinyl is making a big a comeback. Comeback, yeah. Yeah, it's huge now. So, yeah. so you're still you're doing custom. You're going to release them one at a time. Yeah. People can find this stuff on... CD Baby, iTunes, Amazon, all across, there's so many digital uh, sites I never even realized, but I, I hit every one of them. They should be out there, Spotify, they all have it, iHeartRadio, 
Excellent. They should be able to get it. And so right now they can get Save the Country. Is that the only one that's out now? That's the only okay. one that's out now. And it's fantastic. And take a look at the video. You have to watch the video. The video is a very important message mm. that I would love everybody to take into their heart. So moving into um, the coming election, do you have, do you have, is there anybody that you feel good about? Uh, do, do you know Marianne Williamson? Are you, are I've you, met Marianne. I met her once. She, yes. was, she performed in the living room. She read from her oh. book. Yeah, I love Marianne. Yeah. When she was running for Congress. Uh, I mean, but the odds that, I mean, does she have a chance yeah. to win for the I presidency? Yeah. But her message is important because yes. she's spreading love. Right. Right? That's what we all have to do. And what I, what I want in the, in the Oval Office is somebody with brains, intelligence, and heart, compassion, empathy, Knows how to talk to people. Knows Were you a Hillary talk. fan? I was a Hillary I, I fan. I was a Hillary fan. Yeah. yeah. I still am. You know, and we, we can go there a thousand times. It is what it is. It and, is what it you is. Know, and, but we have to write it. Yeah. We have to write it because. So you write it by singing your songs yeah. and by doing it that way. That's the way that you do it. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, I have to figure out how I do it. I do it this way, I guess. I don't know. You communicate one on one. Mm -hmm. And we can all get together and do a big communication. <laughs> so, and, and speaking of all getting together and having a big communication, yes, Linda Apsey, I am working on Rosalind to come back to the living room and do Women Who Write. So I have, I have a fantastic piano player. That, do you know Steve Rollins? No, I don't. Okay, he's playing with Lenny Kazan right now, but he, was, he played on the Mike Douglas show. He was the... Really? Yeah, okay, never, that's the one show I never did was Mike Douglas. Well, so Steve, I haven't even talked to Steve about this yet, but Steve came and played with Paul Williams when he sang in the living room. Oh, I know. And Linda Lavin came and sang in the living room. So I'm going to work on, I'm, I'm going to work on Rosalind and hopefully Rosie and get her. And we have to start calling her Rosie. So it's right. I think you should go with that, Rosie. I love, I love it. it. Mm -hmm. My sister tagged me that. I feel most comfortable with that. And that's it suits you. Right? Rosie and lights. I yeah. see it. Absolutely. Matter of fact, when I did one day a gig at a theater in, outside Chicago, and I told them that I liked that, so he put my name up there. As Rosie? As Rosie, the And before we go, I have to say our friend Anson Williams yes. and his alert drops, and he told me that you were out like I was out with him, yeah. We were all, a bunch of us were on Pacific Coast Highway when these first came out, running into the street waiting for the green light, going to cars and throwing them in. You gotta try to some people some people were scared, they didn't know what we were doing. But we said, no, no, this is a must. You cannot fall asleep at the wheel. Have you have you tried these? Yeah, I have them in my car. I mean, because they really work. Yes. It's crazy. All of this is lemon yeah. extract, but it really it really it does really work. It really does work. And I and a buzz on your tongue and you like. I, I used it at three in the yeah. morning, and then, but mine doesn't work. Anson said the first batch like got stuck, so he, Anson, wow. I'm waiting for my new batch. Anson, she needs a new I one. I need a new I one. I think there's a few more too. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that picture. Show it on the screen. So, and I also I want to if if you ever need I my hair I love my hairdresser Nicole Venable. She's at the Ruby Begonia salon. Do you remember? Ruby does the name Ruby? Nobody ever knows. What is it? Does the name Ruby Begonia strike a familiar note? Nobody ever knows what I'm talking about. Her salon Ruby. And so look at the name of her hair salon. Oh, hair crush love. Fuck off. That's her hair crush. But she's fantastic. She does everybody. She does um, Megan Mullally on William Gray. She does all the the, the shows. And uh, Nicole Venables, my hairdresser, I love her. She's fantastic. And then my angel, I have an angel, Rick Smolke. If you ever need anything, if you ever need anything printed, if you need anything, oh, really? he is the best. 
He does gorgeous work, oh. and he is and he is, he is an angel that believes in uniting people. Oh gosh, I he, we have to have me now. we have to have Rosalind do the PSA people, for the for the better love. Love. We can't forget people filled with love. That's what I want. Rick is a person people. filled with love, and he supports all artists. If you ever if you need for your CDs the liner notes the the thing, he does. He will just do it for you for oh, nothing wow. because he has never charged an artist a penny oh because gosh. he believes in supporting art. God in, bless you. He is he he's an angel. Oh. Rick Smolke, yeah. Quick Impressions in Chicago. If you need anything, yeah. support people who support people, right? Yes, we all come together. Speaking can, of support. We can make it happen. You have an interesting question. Yes. Would you ever leave singing to just do healing one on one as Ooh. a empathetic? You know, somebody raised that to mm -hmm. me. I, I, music is very much a part of my healing. It's the, the, vo the voice, and I'm going to meditation again. I've been doing a lot of heavy What kind music. of meditation do you do? I, I go to a place called Unplug. Okay. It's, it's in Santa Monica and West Hollywood, and they have all kinds of medi meditations with crystals, with, um, with oils. Sound baths are my favorite. Sound baths with the What's instruments. That? The crystal bowls uh, can be flute, guitar, synth, with the binaural beats, they're, they're, they're frequency beats. It's very important that we, we kind of have to move with the flow of the earth and we resonate to 528 and 432. What? These are the healing frequencies. I know nothing about this. This is new. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be transposing uh, uh, Save the Country and the rest of my stuff to 528. Do you know that? I don't even know what that means. That, um, what does that, that mean? That um, John Lennon wrote Imagine in the 528. Well, okay, what does that mean? It's a frequency that resonates with the earth. We are all tied to the earth, and we should be resonating with it. And there are healing frequencies for calming and relaxing and finding center and healing your brain, your, your Why physical, are we your emotional. That? Because not enough people know yet, but we're going to get it going. Wow. We're going to get it going. <laughs> and it's very important. So now when you meditate, I have a really hard time meditating because I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat you'll when I'm done. Come, you'll have to come and join me. <laughs> I would love to. I, I, can, I can bring somebody. It's true. I can bring somebody that lives I'm, in California. You may want to join. It's right. It's so fabulous. So so tell, tell walk us through it. So what what is your meditation like? What well, is it guided? Is it quiet? Some of it is guided. Some of it is quiet. Some of it is just the music and the beats. And there, I mean, do you just, really go? I, do you really? Yeah, I, you, you can't. When this is going on, you can't think, and you're taught that there's no, there is no, there's no wrong way to meditate. And what you're supposed to do is you kind of step back, don't deny what you're seeing, just see it and let it pass by. See it, unless you know. And, I get and, mad at myself because I start takes, thinking. It takes time. Well, but yeah, because it, the whole purpose of meditation is to help you stop right thinking. So. We all go into it thinking, mm -hmm. and so it's to calm the mind, mm -hmm. calm, you know, take out negativity, program positive energy, and I, there's even things on YouTube that I, I do at home. Oh, really? There's oh. meditation on YouTube. Wow. So many of them. I'll show you them. After, I, it's hard to show everybody, mm -hmm. but... Well, <laughs> if there's a really good link, I'll put it on the thing, so you can all see. But it's all so wonderful, and when I, when I go to Unplug, we did a two-hour one. There is like, no way. Oh my God, oh. I just lie I put my crystals where, there's, where it's important for me, for me, because everybody is different. And just, you just, the music, mm. the beats. I can't even imagine getting lost for two hours. And to help, and I was not sleeping well, so I'm using it to sleep, sleep also. Well. Theta and the binaural, they all help. 
calm the nervous system. See, I use Calm. Do you know Calm the app? No, I do know it. Uh, that's I, what I, I use yeah. to go to sleep. I, and does it work? It does. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. you just, and you don't realize you're, probably, you're meditating. Thank and, you. And there's I am affirmations that mm -hmm. help you realize the goodness of what you are. It helps you even self-love. It helps with self-love. Mm. We is, all need to get into this. this. This is the new healing for the future. Are you Buddhist? No. Do you feel, do, do you really, have you made... I understand it, and I, I you know, I, I, I love everybody's religion. I love to find out about what works for people in their religion, what, what gives them peace. Yeah. I'm looking at you, and I should be looking at the camera. I'm so sorry. I'll stand right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and I like to find what that is, the goodness that um, all these religions give you, and I, you know, with Confucius, with whatever. I'm very interested, like I'm interested in language and accents, you know, um... I think it's something that we can use and take, and we can make it ours. So how? Tell in me about this self-love thing. I'm very interested in this. How have you made headway? Because, like, we were talking about it mm -hmm. earlier. Somebody's going to say to me, "Oh, I, I, I like your hair," and I'll mm -hmm. tell them what's wrong with it. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm immediately going to tell them. Yeah. So how how do you get past that? How how do you train yourself to stop a doing lot, that? A lot of these meditations will aim you in that direction. Mm -hmm. Because and you genuinely like, start to feel it? Yeah, and, and you repeat it. It's like, let we, let's not say what's in the Oval Office, how he repeats and repeats all the lies <laughs> and people believe it, right? Mm -hmm. Constantly. No. You repeat that love to yourself. I am like a value. I, ha I matter. I give gratitude to the universe because the universe likes gratitude and I will get more good from the universe with gratitude. I... You know, I'm learning to love. I love my body. I love... Okay, I'm now, oh, now all right. System, you know. But loving your body, if you love your body, then I order you to go out and la allow yourself to eat something that you would well, find yummy. Well, <laughs> I love my body. But if you have to diet, I mean, these are just affirmations to make you know that you're worthy. And you That's the affirmation the that I have to say every day that I... happiness. I am within. worthy. I am you know, enough. Those yeah, are the ones my right, sponsor exactly. tells me to say every I day. I am enough. I am enough. And they say that, and, you know, I have to show you what the ones I listen to so you can listen to them. I, I sent them to David, David, I told him about it. It's the know. thing I struggle yeah. with the most, yeah. is this self-acceptance, self-forgiveness. All of us do. You're not alone. Oprah and um, Deepak Chopra have this 21-day meditation. Okay, so there's one now yeah. on, grat on, on, on grace. On grace. Yeah. And the whole thing about grace is being in gratitude, mm -hmm. basically. Exactly. And um, that seems to and be... And I did those true. all the time. I bought several of them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did before I found this. Because I have a friend that also heals, and she's the one that told me about Unplugged when it first opened because she was teaching there. And I just signed up. And so group meditation? It's group, yeah. Wow. It's group. But everybody's quite... Everybody, it's amazing. This is becoming part of the mainstream now. People are more and more getting involved. They're, and they're looking, they all want inner peace. Look mm -hmm. at what we're all going through. Mm -hmm. You need inner peace. You need to know your value. You need to find your calm in the storm. But and also, if we have that in. inner peace, we can't be mean to someone else. It's That's impossible. Right. It's impossible heal, to act out. If you heal yourself, mm -hmm. it passes on because then you treat others like that and it, it, and it grows. It grows. We have to influence everybody by our example. And the vibration is what spreads it. Mm. The good vibrations that emanate with the earth. I know nothing about this. It's we'll fascinating. It's, I love know, it. It's like, it's, it's wonderful. 
So there are things we can do. Yes, there are definitely things we can do. Well, I love it. Everything that that Rosie, I'm not going to call her (laughs) Rosie, everything that Rosie passes on to me, I'm going to put in the liner notes so that when you come back to the show, it'll all be there, all the links to these fabulous meditations and places to go in L.A. to to do it. What's it called again? Unplug. Unplug. Unplug meditation, and um, and the um, the link to save the country. You have to watch the video, but then you have to download the music and you have to support an mm-hmm. artist because that's what we do. Because Natalie's an independent artist, and that's we all right. have to support artists, and especially with the healing message. Thank you so much for My doing pleasure. this. I love every pleasure. second of it. You're gorgeous, and, and your soul is beautiful. And David, thank you for coming. David Zimmerman, we come. Come say, come say hello. So, and Pete, you haven't come around. Pete, where are you going to be this weekend? <laughs> Here's David Zimmerman. Such a great guy. Well, look at all this. It's a love fest. It's a love fest. Oh, hey. Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. That was Elliot's I know the difference between an uncle's hug mm. and something that's trying to get Do you, you think that he was doing anything inappropriate? No. It didn't look like that. It looks like a kiss on the forehead. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. touching. It's, it's, right. a, it's I mean, affection. That's affection. Yeah. You gotta have so that. You I'm not offended at all right now. We all, that's what we all do. Yeah. We meditate. I mean, it's like you hug. It's, like, it's so beautiful to have that kindness going. No pun intended. But I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just guys. It's universal. And <laughs> let's all do it so it feels good yeah. everywhere we go. All right, Pete, I'm letting you give a plug for your show this weekend. Go. I'm headlining the Avi Casino in Laughlin this weekend. And from what I understand, it's the tickets are going like crazy. Oh, all right. Nice. Terrific. Yes. Excellent. All right. So with us all here, we're going to say goodbye. And um, thank you so much. My pleasure. And thank you for coming, Dave. Oh, thank, thank you. thank you, Pete, for doing this. Absolutely. And um, we'll be back next week with Rob. Bonfiglio, Rob, is the musical director for Wilson Phillips. He sings with Brian Wilson. He's yes. extraordinary. And... The nicest, loveliest. Mm-hmm. He does all of this stuff. I was telling David earlier. He does all of this stuff for Wild Honey, which is um, a foundation which supports autism uh, uh-huh. and raises a ton of money. And Rob was the guitar player of their their uh-huh. event last month. And, and he's a fantastic person. Very easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. It will be easy for me How to do. He? He's he's married to Connie mm-hmm. Wilson. Oh, Damn it! I know. No, but they and they have a beautiful <laughs> marriage, and it's it's wonderful. All right, so Peter, okay. you know, I gotta get the camera. Otherwise, he can't do it. So thank you so much, and thank you so much. You're just you. wonderful. Mwah. Adore you. See you next week. Bye.